Welcome everyone to the MMOs.com podcast, episode 182 here. Uh, Altai, joined this week by... Remote. All right, and what do we what do we got on the platter today? Well, today is actually the State of the Union, where uh, we learn how the United States is doing from our president. So I think we should take this time to look at the State of the MMO Union, the MMO market as a whole. We've talked less in the past, though, but maybe give up... What do you think, Altai? Is the state of the MMO union good? Is it falling uh, apart? I think I think we're in a period of turmoil. And, turmoil. And we need to build a wall uh, to keep the Chinese and Korean games out. All right. And and uh, South Korea will pay for it. All right. <laughs> the, the Koreans will pay for the wall. I like it. And make it happen, boys. But build a firewall and make South Korea pay for it. All right. Even better. Somebody Baja residents said build a firewall. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense that way then. All right, what have you been doing this week? I'll tell you anything exciting. Well, actually, there was a very exciting news yesterday. Uh, I don't know. I like exciting. Pretty much, uh, EA of all people dropped a free-to-play PC battle royale. Bam! I don't know where. Just dropped it. Dropped it. They I, they reached for it in the in the cupboard in the kitchen. They were about to take it out, and then boom! Just dropped. It fell. It shattered. Just dropped it. It's got the, just a, dropped it. It's got, in my opinion, a really really bad name. But uh, let's see what you guys think. It's called Apex Legends. Yo, Apex is a pretty cool word, all right? I like Apex. I like the name. What are you talking Well, hold on. Hold on. It's such so a great name. Apex Legends? Apex Legends sounds cool. Like, Legends is fine, and Apex is fine. They work well together. You know, talk about- no, it's like of the. Like, it sounds like a name. You need something like, like, like you know, Apex Hero Legends. I, I feel like it's missing a word. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like two... Uh, of the I, li- words. I, I, I like it more than I like Player Unknown's Battleground. I like it more than I like, you know, Fortnite like Fortnite's or a good name. Ring of Elysium. What the fuck is Ring of Elysium? No, no, it's good. I like Ring of Elysium. No, Elysium no one knows good. a Ring of Elysium. Elysium is a cool word, though. I'll give you that, but I, I, I don't get it. I like I like Apex Legends. I, I, well, we're missing the picture here. Anyway, so Apex Legends was supposed to be Titanfall 3, and I guess they said, you know what? Screw that. Let's make a Battle Royale because it's hot right now. And actually, here's, here's the beauty of it. EA was too afraid to announce that they canceled Titanfall 3, and we're going to make a mobile instead. Because you know what the reaction would have been, right? People just bitching on forums all day. So instead, oh, bitching on they just dropped it like, bam, here you go. Here's the game. Go play. And I think I think it was a really good strategy. I got everyone to try it. I tried it. Uh, and apparently, over a million people have tried it. And the concurrent peak yesterday or today was, what, 600,000? 600,000. According to uh, the Twitter post I saw by... Uh... By uh, one of the analytics guys, 2.5 million people have played it with 600,000 peak concurrent users so far already, which would already put it as you know one of the most you know played games. You know, if, if it was on Steam peak at 600,000, it would be like the most played game because right now like Dota 2 is up there with 338,000. We're not sure what the numbers are like right away, but from what I've seen through the game, looks really smooth and it looks nice. It actually looks very much like uh, it's, it's like a sci-fi shooter. It looks very much like um, the upcoming Planetside uh, Arena game. Yeah, it's got a, again. As I said, I played it a few times. And it's got a, enough new features, and it does things pretty like uh, differently that I think it will uh, find a really good audience. And by the way, it looks beautiful. Like compared to P- PUBG, it looks so dated now compared to uh, the more recent takes here. And remember, this is free to play uh, compared to PUBG, which still costs money. Uh, a few yeah, innovations I'll be, I'll, here: mm-hmm. um, three-player squads, no solo. So, what do you think of that? Uh, don't like it. Why? Don't like it. Because listen, people like if I want to play, can you play with two people or no? Well, you can always no. Remember. It goes to three. No, it goes yeah, to three. You get it, a random guy. It all the fills to three number. Here, but here's the reality: like when I play PUBG, when I play Ring of Elysium, all right, and like I I play with a friend with just duos, or we have three people, right? And there's an option called don't fill, right? So you can play in like a four-person squad game, but you only have three people in your squad, right? And, and if I forget to hit the don't fill option, I get a fourth player on my team in PUBG. I'm gonna friendly fire them, or I'm gonna try. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop somewhere off without them, like. I don't want this guy on my team. All right, I want to play with my friend. Antis, this is, you're the reason MMOs are dying. Or see, this is the problem. Right? This is not no. This is not an MMO. Okay, this is a battle no, royale no, game. I'm saying your mentality. This mentality. No, right? no, 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 no. That yeah, mentality yeah, 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 doesn't yeah. apply to MMOs. I like working together in MMOs. I don't want some random douchebag in my party when I'm playing battle royale game. All right. A stranger is just a friend you haven't made yet. Listen, I don't know. I don't anyway, like it. Well, one good thing about this though is whoever has the highest rank of you three in your team. By by default, when they jump, you jump and you auto fall with them. Like you know, what I'm saying like your character is, is like locked to them. You can unlock Listen, and fall on your on. own. Can the guy with the highest rating or the highest skill 
Like, if he has the ability to friendly fire his teammates and they can't friendly fire him, I would like it then. <laughs> I don't think there's any friendly fire, to be honest. But I, oh, I my God. Forget about it then. He's got to lead the troops, all right? And if his troops don't listen to him, he can shoot them and they can't shoot back. I, I, I would respect that then. That'd be pretty cool. Actually, I think it's... Uh, I think one of the biggest travesties in the Battle Royale genre is the loss of open mic. So the Battle Royale games were initially built on the survival genre. So whether it's games like Rust or... Um, Mm -hmm. Daisy, and the way it used to work was you had proximity open mic chat, and I think that's going away, right? Yeah, I think maybe does, does PUBG still have that, or have they also eliminated that? I think, I think it's are, off by default, it's but there might be default. a way to turn it back on. But the problem is when you, the default is so strong that like I've never turned it back on since they turned it off. You know? Yeah, so I think it's a shame that um, we're kind of losing that social touch. And mm -hmm. one of the good thing about this game, Apex Legends, is the second I loaded in. The other two people were like, hey, mic check, mic check. Okay, okay, you got a mic? Lorata, you got a mic? Like, they checked right away from the beginning before we even dropped because they were mm -hmm. eager to communicate and make strats. I think it's a great thing. I, I understand it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. They don't, they're just, you know, they're like uh, social... Anxiety. Uh, what do you call it? Hermit or something? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You got to... Gaming is a good way to break that. You got to practice that online and then you, 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 there's no such thing. Oh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just bad at social, whatever. That's not good enough. It's like saying I don't know how to walk. I never learned. Well, learn now, you know. So it's a skill yeah. you need to have in life. And I, I hope games can, you know, help us learn it. I, I feel like the, the, the open mic is actually a really cool feature in a lot of games, but unfortunately, it's kind of a like it never really gets to the level it should be because of Discord and stuff. Because imagine you're playing PUBG, you're playing uh, Apex Legends or any of these battle royale games. Imagine like the only way to communicate was in-game mic. With open mic, so like if you're telling your teammates, okay, oh, hey, he's over here. Like all the people can imagine, other people can hear that, right? When you're communicating in game with your voice, so like you have to be quiet in certain situations, otherwise they can hear you. But of yeah. course, you can circumvent yeah. that no, with Discord and stuff. But imagine, like, imagine if you're playing pub, any of these games, and there's a built-in feature like if it detects you have Discord, it, it disables your mic on all platforms except the game. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's impossible. So if you're playing, you know, any of these games, you can people only use in-game like mic. People won't like that. I, but but don't play. No, I, I, it would really add to the immersion, I think, because like. It just it is so silly that you can communicate perfectly with nobody hearing you because you communicate on Discord versus in game. It I feel like it really destroys that immersion when you're going for an open world, an open mic kind of feeling in a. Well, a not game really. Like I'm gonna okay. This is we're gonna we're theory crafting pointlessly here, but okay, uh, I love theory crafting in a sci-fi style game. And this game, from the looks of it, it seems pretty sci-fi, right? You could sure. just say in the lore, you're wearing a helmet that's soundproof. And it's got a built-in micro. It's got a built-in radio to your teammates. So whenever you mm -hmm. talk, your teammates hear it from their helmets, and nobody outside can hear it because the helmet is soundproof. Boom, bada bing, bada boom, problem solved. That, 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 that would that wouldn't work in like uh, PUBG or anything though. Or you communicate like telepathically, technically too, or something. Yeah, in any sci-fi-ish game, there's an easy workaround for that. Or even even a fantasy game, just say magic. I'm I'm magically communicating with you. True, I guess you could do that, but I don't. <laughs> and I, I think it would add to the immersion. Maybe, maybe. But like, what's remarkable too? I think uh, this game is like people are looking for new games to play. Like this game came out of nowhere and it attracted six hundred thousand concurrent players, two point five million total players. It tells me like if you can make something like interesting, people are going to try it. Yeah. Like, even if it's kind of like nothing special or like anything unique, people will try new games. People, people want a new game to play, and it applies to more RPGs, battle royales, anything. So gaming as a whole still has so much untapped potential. It just it's amazing how much the battle royale genre has really like exploded. Like, just this last week, I know Electronic... Just today, actually, Electronic Arts reported their earnings, and their Battlefield 5 numbers actually disappointed quite a bit, so the stock went down a lot. And one of the reasons they, they said Battlefield 5 didn't do well was because they made a single-player game instead of Battle Royale. They said all the effort that they spent making the single-player mode should have been spent on the Battle Royale mode, and had they done that, they would have sold more copies. So, like, everyone is making... Everyone and their mother is adding Battle Royale to their games now. And this Battle Royale genre, really, it was popularized in Arma. It was a fan-made mod that PUBG kind of brought like more popularity and since that day it's it's been unstoppable so there's still like new ideas out there whether it's for MMOs for FPS games for anything we just have to like we need some more creative people working on these also I think the launch strategy here was golden and more and more games should do this even if it, even if it hurts you know media sites like ours um, people just launch just launch just don't say anything till you're ready to launch like there's so many games that we're, we talk about on this um, podcast that have basically been in development for what, three or four years. And you know mm -hmm. what? Maybe this game was developed for three or four years too. I don't know. But that's the thing. I don't know. But when I do know and they're releasing these videos of, of like this pre-alpha and shit, all it does is build expectations. And you can never meet everyone's expectations, right? It's impossible. Even the best game. 
So rather than disappoint everybody, just bang, go out, come out with a bang, release the product, and then everyone be like, "Whoa, where did this come from? This is pretty cool. All right, it's awesome. Let's play this." Yo, let's talk about let's let's talk about you know building expectations. Look at you looked at this video earlier, and I was actually so amazed. It's been this long. So this is a this is a video called Star Citizen Immersion. All right, this video. Like when you look at this and look at this, oh yeah, yeah, more Star Citizen nonsense, right? And I, and I, I didn't look at the date, so you, you told me to look at the date. This video came out in October of 2012. That's mind blowing. <laughs> it's like a whole like internet generation ago. This is like this is over six years ago. This video came out, and if you read the comments, it's one of the comments was hilarious. This guy's like, I can't wait till 2015. If you scroll down, this guy said, Hey, I want it to be 2015 already, so I can play Star Citizen. This guy said five years ago, I want it to be 2015 already. Come on, so I can play this game. Like, oh, it's been so long. Everyone, and we still don't have, you know, Star Citizen. <laughs> I want to see the reply to this guy. So yeah, that comes in age well. <laughs> it, it's nuts just how much time there is in between these games. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think you just kind of lose momentum. You lose enthusiasm. You lose um, hype, right, over, over these this period and i think honestly mm -hmm. a lot of games should just learn from apex Legends. besides the name don't name it don't, don't name your game apex hold on legends. apex legends is not that bad i'll i don't know why you got a boner we against gotta, apex we gotta straw poll this i i can i think Listen, it's pretty bad it's so may, maybe maybe it's because i'm a little biased because i recently uh i think the new final fantasy 14 expansion has literally the worst name i've ever heard in my life it's called Shadowbringers. that's also okay, bad yes okay but, but but it's so much worse that it makes apex legends team godlike I don't know. They're both bad. Here's the problem. They're both forgettable. They're really All right, forgettable. Altai, Altai, Altai. Hold on. Altai. Okay, here you go. The EA folks call you on your on your phone. We need a new name for a sci-fi battle royale game. You have 10 seconds. Go. No. Titan Blitz. <laughs> that That's not any better. Apex Legends is way cooler than Titan know. Blitz. Oh, you gave me five seconds. What do you want me to say? I gave you 10 seconds. And you you uh, used up only one second. You could, you could have thought there for another eight seconds. And you well, just you, you got rid of it. I'll think of a name and I'll, I'll let you know. But, but right, everyone in the chat, think of a name. Okay, let's okay. say let's say EA hired you to think of a better name for uh for Apex Legends. All right, I I Canaris and Digital Dummy both said uh it's well, Canaris said it was okay. Digital Dummy says it's cool. I don't know. When I think of Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, I'm thinking of like all these grade school and middle school kids huddled in a circle in the in the playground, being like, "What's the coolest word we can think of? Like shadow? Yeah, yeah. But bring the shadow." Bring down the shadows, man. Shadowbringers. I don't know. It, Shadowbringers I, I, I is cringe. generic. It's generic. I, okay. I, it's not, it's not, it hurts me. It hurts me when I when I when I hear Shadowbringers. I'm, I'm dying on this. I'm surprised by your reaction to that. I'm, I don't, I don't think it's a good name, but I don't think any don't, name has left that much of a cringe on me than yeah, Shadowbringers. I'm surprised. I mean, I'm gonna buy it. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna play. It, I'm gonna buy it. But the name, it hurts my soul. I I'm I, I'm baffled. I mean, I think it's generic. I don't like it. It's but edgy. Like, it's dark. Have, I'm neutral to it. Like, I, I, can you think of a worse name than Shadowbringers? Yeah, Apex Legends. No, Apex. Hold on, hold on, hold the front door here, kid. All right, who here thinks we got we got a straw poll? Straw poll. Right. Let's go. All right, I'm putting it down. Straw poll. What is the, what is the worst name? Which, which is okay. worse? And then put those two. Which is worse? Name. Not which is name. worse? We have a divided audience here. Brutal agreed agree with me earlier on my social right, thing. Right. Now he's uh. Poll. Let's go. Disagreeing on the name I'm, here. I'm dropping the link, boys. I'm dropping the link. This is this is science. All right, let's Don't go. Don't, we can't vote. Okay. I'm voting. I'm voting. You can vote whatever you want. I'm, I, I, I got. We're the same IP. If you vote, I can't fine, vote. Fine, fine, fine. I can't vote. I'm not going to vote. Fine. Shadowbringers is so much worse. It's not even close. Apex. Apex. Look, listen. Legends is. I'll give you that the Legends is generic, right? But the Apex. Apex is pretty cool. Apex on my list of cool words. All right. Shadow is not on that Here's list. Here's the problem, though. Apex and Legends are both cool words, right? But you can't just have two cool words. You need, like, some. Something that's cool. You can't just have cool, cool. It's gotta be like cool, like warriors. So, you, know, you can't just have cool, cool. Like you can't just you can't do it. All right. Looks like Pop looks warriors. like we have Shadowbringers is uh is worse by sixty one to thirty nine percent right now. All so. right, we did it, boys. All right. The scientific the the, the scientific community has spoken. All right. <laughs> Chaos <laughs> is a biased vote. All right. Well, then you would then you would vote for uh you would vote for Final Fantasy fourteen then. All right, Chaos, you should be voting for that. Apex is better. No, yeah, exactly. Apex Legends is better. Final Fantasy IV Shadowbringers is the worst name. I don't know. It, it just doesn't do it for me. So that name really throws me off. Yeah. What? Honestly, Apex. why not just call it Apex? Apex yeah, sounds really I, That's cooler. a good name. If it was just called, hey, bro, you want to play Apex? That's cool. I, I agree. No, no, but Apex is like, 
if you search Apex on Google, like it has other meanings maybe besides well, you know so Apex. Fortnite. I mean, so who cares? Not really. Fortnite. It's, for, it's yeah. Weeks. It meant like thirteen days, eight days, or something, right? I don't know. Days, I think. Two weeks. Fourteen days. Apex myth. I got one. Here we go. Future perfect. <laughs> Boom. Ape, Ape escape. There you go. <laughs> wow, just got Ape battle in royale. It? <laughs> I I still find it crazy just how big the battle royale genre got. And, and before we, you know, I actually want to talk a little bit about Dota Auto Chess. All right, because this game has been taking the world by storm. And it goes back to a pretty big theme that we were talking about, I think, in the, in the podcast for like about a year now, on and off, about the po about the, the power of player-created maps. So show a gameplay video for Dota Auto Chess. It's a custom map for Dota 2. And what's remarkable is just how popular uh, Dota 2 Auto Chess is. It's a player-made map. It's a tower defensive sorts. And it's been peaking at about over 100,000 players a day. In fact... I logged into right before the podcast. I just I just launched Dota 2 for the for the first time in a while, and there were forty one thousand five hundred people playing Dota Auto Chess as of this podcast. Which, by the way, if this game was on on Steam, it would be the sixth most popular game on Steam right now. If it was just Dota 2 Auto Chess, which I think is pretty mind blowing, that a single player made mod for Dota 2 ends up being this popular. I got a buddy who's played at least 400 rounds of this since it came out. And, and that's probably like at least like 50 hours or more. And, of he's game still time. playing. He's still, you know, he's still going at it. He loves it. But but this tells me that it's the next, again, the next big thing isn't going to come from EA. It's not going to come from Activision Blizzard. It's going to come from some guy making a mod for Dota 2, for StarCraft 2, for Minecraft, for Roblox. That's where the next big idea is going to come from. It's never, it's, there is no chance in hell. The next revolutionary genre, interesting new genre, will come from a big game studio. Impossible. I mean, it might be popularized by them the way, you know, PUBG popularized the Battle Royale genre and the way maybe like League of Legends and Dota 2 popularized. I mean, Dota 1 was actually really popular too. But League of Legends popularized MOBAs because of, you know, Dota. And it, it came out from StarCraft 1's uh, Aeon of Strife game. Like, this is where, this is, you, like, no game studio can compete with literally millions of people in their homes thinking of cool ideas on Minecraft on Roblox, on Dota 2, and putting it together. So the next big thing, guys, is definitely going to come from there. I think whichever game can, uh, like, I think Vel is really smart to add those those uh, arcade mods to uh, Dota 2 for players to make their own maps. And that's where it's going to be amazing. It's going to be huge, I think. And and this this game, as well as the Tohu, Tohu Avatar Dream Battle, which is also a popular map on Dota 2, shit like that proves modding is, modding is serious business, boys. I've been asked before about, you know, people ask about what, what game they should design or if they should make a game. And everyone always wants to make like a MMO RPG to start with, right? Which obviously mm -hmm. you can't. You, it can't be like your first project. Yeah. I always tell people find a Warcraft 3 custom game that hasn't already been made into a standalone game. So like think Dota turned into League, right? And Dota 2. And mm -hmm. all these tower defenders. There's so many standalone tower defenders now. Find another kind of Warcraft 3 custom game and just copy it stat for stat into your mm -hmm. into a uh, a standalone game in a modern engine and, and make that your first project i think because all the designs are already done for you you just have to you have to learn the engine on the way but that's the best way to learn i think how to make a game yeah i mean there's still so many things that have not you know really like made it to a standalone game there's stuff like island troll tribes there's stuff like uh like all those different tower defense games the hero, def the hero defense Enfo hero line wars and stuff there's Enfos Tower. There's so many different like kinds of games on Warcraft Three and Starcraft One and Starcraft Two. They never quite made it, made it to its own custom game. And some of those games are really like beautifully designed and really interesting. So that should be your template. But beyond that, even like just making your own game, just make a mod for you know Starcraft Two, Dota Two, and that's a good place to start because like obviously you know the, the mechanics are different. But like if you can make a popular mod, like you've made it. Like what's his name? Ice Frog is. You know, he's he makes big bucks now at Valve, and he made you know Dota All Stars mod. You know, a lot of and the PUBG guy who made the player unknown made the mod for uh, Arma. Arma, he, he the guy probably makes millions of dollars a year now on uh, working for Blue Hole. Miss Alistair says, "Yeah, well, okay, look, there are a lot of bad ideas as well. You know, uh, such as Anime Furry Wars or all these other weird uh, mods on StarCraft and Warcraft. There's a lot of really bad maps, but uh, there's a lot of good ones as well. Indeed." I still blows my mind though that over a hundred thousand players regularly play Dota Auto Chess. Let me post a screenshot with over one hundred thirty thousand people playing Dota Auto Chess. That would put like a top three game on Steam. If it was a standalone title. 
and you have games made by giant studios for like 30 40 million dollar budgets that don't get those those kind of numbers and of course you know there's so many mods for Dota 2 that most of them never go anywhere but that that model whoa you roboted out i'm lagging out here boys okay you're back oh, nope you still uh-oh Uh-oh. We interrupt this message with errors. Okay, now we're good. In, we're, we're back indeed, good. we're good right now. We need to bring back boxing chess. So can, that'd be interesting. Imagine, there we go. Let's make a new sport, boys. Combine boxing and chess, like Miss Tower Stream says, all right? Basically, in between, you do like two minutes of boxing, and then you play chess. Two minutes of boxing, and then you play chess, all right? And, uh, like, you, you can win in multiple different ways, by, by knockout or by checkmate in chess, all right? So, obviously, as you get punched, it throws you off a little bit, you know? So, you're a... Uh, so you know you you make worse moves. Well, no, okay, so we, it we, was we real. Talk, okay, Mister, I gotta Google this. We talked about Apex Legends and how to do a battle royale well, right? With EA, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Now let's take a look at a game that did it poorly. Okay, All we right. had Battle Right Royale. Okay, Battle Right was a pretty successful game. Uh, it went free to play as it as it promised to, but then for some reason they decided to launch a buy to play standalone battle royale version of their game. And that was a mistake. All right. So 20 bucks for this. And it will be going free to play in two weeks. But you know what the problem is? It's already too late. It's a dead game. Negative reviews. There are only 60 players online, uh, which I, I doubt is enough to fill a single match. Maybe it is. Uh, so this this is the wrong way to do uh, a battle royale. So I mean, in, in their defense, the game's going free to play soon. I think when it goes free to play, the numbers might jump quite a bit. So I don't, I don't think you can write it off just yet. No, I'm writing it off. Too little, too late. Maybe even if it gets like 1,000 players... Or two thousand players, they want a free to play. Uh, it, they're gonna disintegrate when there's not enough players online. Like it's, they kind of lost the. Uh... No, no. I, I, there's there's a chance it can explode with popular really? uh, free to play. I, I'm not gonna write it off just yet. But I'm you know what game I'm scratch. Do you know what game I'm writing off now though? Because of uh, because of Apex Legends, I'm writing this game off. Planetside Arena. I really? thought Planetside Arena would be really cool because um, Whoa. because it was Planetside Two meets Battle Royale. But the problem is you now have Apex Legends. Which a sci-fi shooter with class elements because you know you know it, but uh, apex legends like six multiple different classes too yeah six classes or something too so it's, it's basically a hero and guess what planet side arena was too it was kind of the same with different classes in the game too because all the different classes in planet side 2 was being poured over to planet side arena and they're charging you 20 bucks for it you know well so why would you pay 20 bucks to play this game when you can play apex legends for free the business model makes no sense especially because planet side 2 is free to play so I I don't know why like it seems to me they're dooming themselves from the get go like who wants to pay twenty dollars for a, a, a battle royale game where you can play Fortnite for free when you can play Apex Legends for free when you play Ring of Elysium for free it's it's this is not like like PUBG got away with it because it was literally the only battle yeah, royale game the that, first game it was the first battle royale game that became, that became popular there was no free alternatives you know there might be like maybe like a Minecraft alternative or something but like it was never that big right so that made sense but once Fortnite started making once Fortnite came out as free to play it was over. No one's going to pay for a Battle Royale game anymore after Fortnite, which is crazy. There's no way this game's going to make money. There's no chance. I, I would never pay 20 bucks for this game. Like, impossible. And I'm not against paying for games. Like, I, I'll still pay for some console games I want to play and stuff. But, like, for a Battle Royale game where I, I know like, I know exactly what Plants Arena will play like. You know, I know what, I have a good idea of what Apex Legends will play like as well. And knowing what I'm getting, I'm just not going to pay 20 bucks for this. I can't do it. I mean, the cool part about this game, too, is they're going to go for, like, a 1,000-player Battle Royale or something, which sounds really cool. So maybe that could differentiate it, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I think they're a little late for the cash grab by the play here. Mm -hmm. Now, the real yeah. question, I think, is will Activision be forced to go free-to-play with their uh, Call of Duty, at least the Battle Royale mode? That'd be, That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, because, like, I think a lot of people... Would still would play the Call of Duty mode, the Call of Duty Battle Royale if it was free to play. Like for me, I have no no hype on playing it because I, I don't want to buy, you know, Call of Duty. The but cool thing, this game has no chance. The cool thing about um, Apex Legends is it's also free to play on PS4 and Xbox as well. Mm -hmm. So it is out for I, th I don't know if it's it's probably out for consoles. I don't know. I don't play on consoles, but that's pretty cool. They're they're kind of just boom on all three platforms, ready to go, free to play. Mm -hmm. Did you guys try the Battle Royale for CSGO? Yes, it was awful. It was probably one of the dumber things I've done in my life. I've played literally one round of CSGO Battle Royale, and I won my first round. It was with Altai and Gumby. All right? Us three played, and I won the first game, and I never played since. I have a 100% win ratio in Counter-Strike Go Battle Royale. All right? What was the name of the Battle Royale? It was a stupid name. 
War mode. No. Something. No. What was it called? Danger zone. Danger zone. There yeah, you I, go. I, I, there's no way it's actually danger zone, is it? No, I just it, made that it up. is. It is danger zone. I think it really? is. Really? Like yeah. a song? Yeah. Is there a song, Danger Zone? Yes. That's why it's stupid. <laughs> I'm Googling Danger Zone. No, you're right. It is Danger Zone. Yeah. Holy shit. Good for me. Yeah, good. You got it. Good job. Oh, yeah. Planetside Arena is their uh, battle. I mean, it's not necessarily a Battle Royale spinoff. Basically, what. Like, it's really sad because I do think not just Planetside, but like a lot of games, including MMOs, Battle Royale games, FPS games, everything has gotten less ambitious in scale over the years. I feel like, like the original Planetside game and Planetside 2 were like these extremely ambitious thousand plus player territory control MMO shooters, right? And then they took that and they, they're making Planetside Arena, which is basically taking Planetside 2 and carving it up into a deathmatch mode, capture the flag mode, you know, free-for-all mode and battle royale mode. They're taking, they're adding this very generic lobby shooter modes to Planetside 2 and charging money for it. And even Battlefield, you know, Battlefield 1942 is the first Battlefield game my brother and I play. I think it's the first one ever. Had 64 players online. No Battlefield game has more than 64 players today. Over like 12 years later, or however many years it's been. Games are getting less. I mean, even Ring of Elysium, like, has 60 player games. This, uh, how many players are in, uh, in Apex Legends? 60 as well, I 60, think? 60, 60. What, what are they doing? Why 60? That's insane. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I want to play Battle Royale. I, I want to play massive scale. No, I, I'm telling you. I think the... I think the tech or the knowledge to make good game, a like good networks, went down in the last like 15, 20 years. Like I think people got worse at that. It's crazy. It just seems like we can't fit more than hundred players in this giant area. Like come, on. I mean, Rust can support the two hundred fifty players in one server or more, but four hundred actually. But yeah, the the, the the maps are massive, yeah. and Rust like, netcode is not the best either. But like you said, Battlefield nineteen forty two had sixty four player map, you know, games concurrently back in two thousand and two. So, mm-hmm. I want to show you a little interesting slide, actually, because uh, EA's numbers came out today. Their stock went down to shitter. So if you hate EA, now's a great time to be celebrating because their stock is down like 20%. So, Oh, yeah. Some crazy amount in market cap. They Like like, like $4 billion they lost in value just today. So what I, what I find the most interesting on this, this presentation is slide number four. Their digital bookings by platform. So you can see their, con- their console revenue, their PC revenue, their mobile revenue. Can you guess what the biggest one is? Well, I'm already worried looking here. So, right, where are you looking, boys? Console. Look how much bigger console is than everything else. Like, poor PC. PC. Like, like, I feel like a lot of us on this podcast are PC gamers. And every time I see, like, the split between console and PC for these Western studios, it's really, oof, the numbers are real low. Even though, I think you looked at Ubisoft before, too, and Ubisoft is like 10 or 15% PC, and the rest comes from console and, you know, mobile. EA is basically, uh, it looks like, 80% or 70% is on console. And then you have a little bit on mobile and a little bit on PC. Though, interestingly, you know, we talk about mobile games a lot, but it looks like EA really hasn't figured out mobile just yet, you know? I mean, they have mobile games, but they're not very big. No, no, they're not. And it's surprising. You know, yesterday night was the first time I've ever installed Origin. Because before now, I never had a reason to install Origin. That's a lie. You played Battlefield 1 with me, didn't you? We no, played the beta for no, free. No, I did not. You played with Chicken. Really? Game. Okay, I've never played else. Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other EA game I played recently that was online was Star Wars The Old Republic, but that has its own launcher. I think I think you can also launch it from Origin. I did see it in there, mm-hmm. but I always launched it from its own thing. Uh, so Origin, first time installed for me was last night. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that shows you how small they are in PC because I've never had a reason to uh, install it till now. But, but with that said... I think Apex Legends might change the calculus here. I think I think there's a good chance of uh, taking a lot of PC players away from other mobile, uh, battle royals. I mean, so far it's off to a great start. I, I don't think it's fair at all to judge it right now because, like, I think in a week the player base could easily be in half, you know, or it could be a lot higher too. So remember, you know, Realm Royale. You know, after the first week it was huge, and then yeah, what happened? I Nobody remember plays Realm anymore. Royale. So you know, I liked Realm Royale. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I was I thought that would we'd be doing a lot better today. So that's that's one game I was completely wrong about where it was a complete flop. But they, they did change a lot, but not enough to really warrant a huge decline just from those changes alone. So it's pretty crazy how quickly that game dropped off, too. So it's very easy to see big numbers at first and see them, you know, collapse shortly afterwards. Now, I want to talk a little about microtransactions. A fun, fun topic, boys. I saw this post on Reddit earlier, and I thought I, I, I was mind blown at the new Black Desert Online loot box. So I'm sure other games have done this before, but this is the first time I've seen it. And it's a loot box called the Matriosa loot box, okay? So the way this works is if you can full screen that, it's almost like a 
it's almost like a like a slot machine or this this makes the gambling element so much more profound so you look like you can buy these loot boxes and you start at the top you know and it's got, if you, you open your loot box there's a 50 50 chance if you get the lucky if you if you, if you get the good 50 percent chance you get the golden pouch of good fortune if you're unlucky, you get a memory fragment times 10. So basically, the top option is always going to be the win option. And the bottom option is always the lose option. You always want to get the top option. So basically, inside the loot box, you have a 50% chance to get a better loot box. And inside that better loot box is a 50% chance to get an even better loot box. And inside that loot box is a chance, 50% chance to get an even better loot box. And inside that loot box, there's a 50% chance to get a better loot box. And inside that loot box, there's a 50% chance to actually get the item you Then you're guaranteed to get the item you want. So you, there's like four layers of 50-50 chance to get better loot boxes. So it's almost like, obviously, they, they build this as um, you can't lose. You always win, right? But they literally label it unlucky. The, the memory fragment times 10 is not what you want, okay? When you buy when you get this loot box, you don't want the memory fragment times 10 or the lost penguin. You want to get the good items. You want to get the, you want to get that class, you want to get the golden pig blessing and the outfit box. That's what you want. So even though they label it like not gambling because you win every time, you're getting either a shit item or the item you actually want. And to get the item you, want, you, you actually want, you have to end up buying... Actually, they were actually pretty generous at 50-50. I really thought like they would make this even more crazy. Imagine this was like 15 levels deep instead of only uh, 4 levels deep. they make even more money. So you actually, have a 50% chance. 1, 2, 3, 4. So it's going to be uh, 2 times 2 times 2 times 2. So I can't do math, so we're going to do 2 by 2 by 2. While you're doing that, Mark, I have a screenshot of actually what the, what the loot boxes look like. Have you seen them? No. It's one in sixteen chance. So on average, you open sixteen so loot boxes. This is this is a screenshot I took when I was playing, and um, it's a really cool idea for a loot box system. Let's take a look. <laughs> There's no way. This, these are the Rusha dolls. <laughs> I like it, all right? But the, the, this uh, this is actually what I was thinking of too when I saw the name, right? The name of the loot box does that name of the loot box remind you of like a Babushka doll? Yeah. That's actually what it is though, because inside the loot box, another loot box, another loot. But what's crazy is like they're gonna make a lot of money off it, right? But like, what's crazy is imagine they had less. They had this like twenty levels deep, where it was like one in three million chance to get to the, like the bottom of the like the best loot box. I think people would buy it. I think so. I think the game and it, there's gonna be like um, a sense of like how like a race. Like, okay, you got halfway this time without falling. So now, next time you do, you get further. Like, people will keep going until they get to the end. They'll keep mm -hmm. buying more and more of them. What's crazy is too. I mean, this kind of goes back to the discussion last week about gambling. Where um, I read a comment on our podcast last week, where people were like a lot of people actually enjoyed our conversation about gambling, right? And one guy made a comment saying basically, um, "This is why like I hate gambling and I hate casinos and people that like advertise that like that pedal in casinos." And I thought about that for a second. I'm like, I, I was in response to this guy, like, shouldn't it be the player's responsibility, the person's responsibility to understand math and not fall for it? But then I thought like, it, it does feel like these loot boxes and gambling as a whole almost feel like is it really any different than like? like heroin or some kind of addiction where, you know, like people do get, is gambling addiction like, it's a real thing, right? They I, get a certain high from gambling. It's I, not like a, it's not a dependent on a physical substance. I get that, right? But there's still an addiction there. I think, uh, I think for whatever reason, Omar, you and I were inoculated at, at a young age. We were exposed to enough gambling, like in games, but it wasn't mm -hmm. so prevalent when we were young that we kind of like found a balance. So, but I think if you're like a 21 year old guy who's never gambled and you just start earning money, and you play one of these mobile games, I really think for you, it'll be like an addiction. Because it, it does feel like, in, like, think of it this way. Like, like imagine Final Fantasy fourteen, right? I'm advertising my casino, right? To somebody who's never, like, thought about gambling, right? Like, can I use the right string of words to get this guy to play my casino, even if he has no intention of doing it? Like, like he, a certain number of people will just read my message and just, just try it for fun, right? It seems harmless enough, right? Like, it does seem harmless to try a, a, a casino in a game. And... There's a chance, there's a non-zero chance that that guy is going to be addicted. It's almost like, it almost feels like you walk up to people injecting heroin into their bloodstream and then like some of them will get addicted, some people will not, right? And then like you, bl you blame them for being addicted. Well, I got a, I got a better analogy, I think, but that okay. doesn't involve heroin, but it's probably, it's probably not PC either though. Okay, so imagine, uh, Omar, we grew up in, well, we're, we're ethnically Turkish, right? And a, mm -hmm. a lot of our viewers are probably from Europe, whether directly or indirectly. And our ancestors drank alcohol at, at mealtimes, you know, wine, beer. So if somebody offers someone a beer, you know, it's, they drink it, no big deal, right? But mm -hmm. when they, Europeans came to America, they offered these Indians who never had beer before alcohol. And, and they, went, they went nuts because, you know, their, their tolerance was so low and mm -hmm. they handled it poorly because they weren't 
inoculated. They, they didn't have it gradually the way we did. So I think gambling is the same way. If you don't learn at an early age, there's risk and reward. Uh, there's law you can lose. This is You're going to lose in the long run, so don't gamble more than you can lose. If you don't learn these lessons, one way or another, uh, I think when you're older and actually have money, I think you're going to get addicted. So I think the answer is not maybe to ban them, but to teach kids younger. Uh, with, even at school, you can have like little experiments with the kids like, Okay, do you want like one piece of candy or, or do you want to flip a coin for three pieces or whatever? You know? Real talk. Everyone should flip the coin. But then learn it. Fine. Get, get, it, get it out of their system early. I'll tell you, I think your system is going to turn all our kids into gambling addicts. All right? if they, <laughs> imagine like, imagine like all, all right, let's say you run your experiment, right? You, have a, you, you, get, you get guaranteed two pieces of candy or if, you, or if you flip a coin and you call it correctly, you get three pieces of candy, right? It's obviously not mathematically worth, but those kids that, that, that took the chance and won, they're going to be like, fuck yeah, time to gamble for the rest of my life. All right, the kids that no, lost, no, 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 no. they'll be like, fuck gambling. No, even if they win, if they keep playing the game every day for like a year or two or three, I think eventually they're going to learn it's a losing proposition. But that's like saying the people that like make sports bets every day are going to realize it's a losing proposition, but they don't. They keep gambling all the time. Go- my customers of Final Fantasy XIV gambled every single day until they lost all their money. But are they going to learn? That's well, the question. That's, well, that's the thing. So Donut, Donut just said, okay, so you got, with my thing, you got to teach them the odds. You got to teach them what's happening. Like, do you know why you won the first time, but you lost, you know, over the course of the week or the year? It's mm-hmm. because this is the ratios, right? And I think these people making sports bets, like this, you know, like blue collar guy who just blows his money at the bar. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think he gets the math. I think he just throw money around. Like, oh, the Knicks, they're great. You know, they're like, great. He doesn't know what's going on because no one taught him. Maybe. But I also feel like a lot of people view gambling very like weird. I guess it goes back to no nobody's knowledge. People don't understand math very well. People will be like, okay, there's only there's only two probabilities: either I win or I lose, fifty fifty. Even yeah. if, even if the probabilities are not equally weighted, right? But to a lot of people, it's fifty fifty. You either win or you lose. There's nothing else to think about. But obviously, the losing is higher than fifty percent. But what what I was trying to say earlier, it does seem like to. I feel like if I advertise my casino in a game or if, if gambling is advertised via loot boxes in game or in any method of loot boxes, gambling, if that's advertised, a certain number of players will just, just try it and develop, you know, almost through no fault of their own, develop some kind of uh, addiction to it. Not everyone, obviously. So almost like the, I, I couldn't even understand a logic for banning it to a degree. Because those, like, obviously people that are advertising loot boxes, like, remember, when they show you the loot boxes in game, mobile game saying like open the, the fairy loot box the colors are designed to like get you to click on it the animations everything like it's actually it's always when i play a mobile game for the first time when i played epic 7 when i played um fake grand order when i played any mobile when you when i watched you play um destiny child the way the loot boxes open were always so extravagant and like slightly different like there is a real science to the way the colors glow on your phone when you open a loot box or when you draw for a waifu or anything it, it, it it's so Specific. I think, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. So from my experience, whether it's gaming or real-life casinos, there are a large number of people who really think they can control the outcome. That's true. So even when even they're doing a loot box, they're like, come on, come on! Like, what are you doing? Like, nothing you say or shake or intently stare at the screen changes the odds. Just go take a piss while it's opening. You know, like, it, it shouldn't matter, right? But, but it does to a lot. And the same with real-life casino. I think I've met people who really think they can like control the dice rolls. Like they're like, oh, he's he rolls better than me. Like he's a he's a good roller. He's a bad roller. I'm like, are you guys insane? Like, what are you talking about? But but that that's a reality because I mean, this is actually happens way more than you guys would think. I mean, I mean, I know Canary said he never set foot inside a casino. But like my brother and I live in Las Vegas and we've gambled here when we, we have like guests over and friends and stuff, right? And when I'm playing craps, uh, you know, it's a, it's a game like there's like ten people at the table and they take turns rolling some dice and some rolls are good, some are bad. And the way, like, I would say 95% of people, what they do is they don't just pick up the dice and they, they roll. They'll look at the dice, they'll have eight dice in front of them. They take two dice and then roll them. But before they roll the dice, some players will take two dice and they would roll it like backwards into like their back wall. So it doesn't count as a roll until they roll it across the table. And they'd roll it like six times to get like, to see if they get a certain pattern. Okay, get like those sevens out of the way. And once those are out of the way, then I'm going to roll. And some people will like stack, like almost everyone Nobody just grabs the dice and rolls. What they do is they'll flip the dice to like a five and a six to make an 11 showing. And then they'll roll it in a very specific way, like to be a high angle shot. Of course, none of that shit matters, but everyone does it. The only people that don't do that are my brother and me. We just grab the goddamn dice and we just roll the dice without thinking about it. 
but almost everyone is doing these weird things. They all have their own rituals for the, before they roll the dice. And this is so common and it's so bizarre to me. Even people like my father, my father's friends, people I know that, you know, my friend, they all do it, which is so weird. And did you win? See, we lost overall. So maybe we're doing it wrong, Omar. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should have been doing it like that, I guess. I don't know. But I, I, I just roll the dice. I don't think. And some people will be like, they'll roll the dice and the dice falls off the table. And then they'll be like, I want the same dice. Give me that dice back. And some people will be like, okay, the dice fell off the table. So take all my bets off for this roll. This, this roll doesn't count for me. Take my money down. And then they'll think it cursed the dice or something. And it's the weirdest thing. Gambling superstitions are absurd, but they're so prevalent. Anyway, I, don't, I forgot if you mentioned this last week, but you were telling me how people who play your casino, when sometimes they'll go off screen and do slash yeah. roll um, in the ether. So explain that again. Like yeah, so basically in, in my Final Fantasy XIV casino, uh, one funny thing I've noticed, some superstition I've noticed, is basically um, in Final Fantasy XIV, when you type slash random, you get a random roll between 0 and 999. So in my casino, you have to roll 590 or higher to win. Okay, so what happens is players will be playing with me, right? They'll make a bet, they'll roll... They'll win or lose, and once they win or lose, they'll they'll run off the screen, and they'll they'll go to some corner of the map where I won't see them, and they'll type slash random like a hundred times, on their own, where where nobody else can find them, and they're looking at the pattern of RNG, where they're they're gonna wait till they lose eight times in a row, and then they'll come back to me thinking, okay, I just lost eight times in a row. If I would have bet on off screen, so I'm gonna bet a huge amount of money this time because you can't lose nine times in a row, <laughs> and of course at 50-50, none of those previous previous rules mean anything. But this was so common. I've seen it an unbelievable amount of times. Some players wouldn't run off screen. They would do it right then and there. Like they'd make a huge, they make a bet, win or lose. Then they'll, they'll type slash random like a hundred times until they find the right pattern of random rolls. And then they'll bet again. It was the weirdest thing, but it happened all the time. There you go. So people believe it in everything. People just don't understand math. So I think all of this, I, I guess the biggest issue here is people do need to understand the math. They, they should understand how much profit the casinos are making, be able to calculate odds. But I don't think people can do that. <laughs> There's a fairy that writes down all the rolls and ensures the average is always 500. <laughs> but but the character reality, I think people actually believe that. People must believe it because they keep doing it. It makes no sense. One guy, one one like I've I've had multiple people ask me like, can I like double my bet every single time so I'm guaranteed to win? I'm like, yeah, if you want, you can do that, bro. I've had multiple people think that if they keep doubling their bet if they lose, they're guaranteed to win. Like how how dumb do you have to be to not understand that just increasing your bet doesn't give you an edge? Like my my ten percent house edge applies whether you bet one gold or you bet ten million gold. So doubling every single time does not give you any kind of secret sauce. And, and they asked me if I'm allowed to do that. They thought like, oh, he wouldn't allow it. That's cheating. No, it's not cheating. You fucking retard. I please be my guest. The more you bet, the happier I am. But no, people did that all. It, it was it was. Gamblers are the weirdest people. They, I don't know. I think it's a good IQ test. Um, just if you, if you're a gambler, like in the and you say stuff, like, you just you just are not an intelligent person. No, no, definitely not. It's I mean, you know, I don't want to insult my customers, but yeah, they were definitely <laughs> many of them were not intelligent. Do you think the guy like the Indian guy who owns a Seven Eleven judges like the people that come in to buy like cigarettes and like those corn dogs that are, that are rotating? Yeah, or, on the, no, the corn dogs are fine. They, they, they don't judge the corn. Dogs. The corn dogs are fine. Let me tell you, those, those corn dogs at Seven Eleven are definitely not bad. All right, but listen, are you kidding me? Judge, if a guy walks in and buys like three hundred dollars worth of scratch cards, yeah, he's gonna be judged. All right. Yeah, let me get a uh, let me get a uh, pile of scratch cards, uh, two packs of cigarettes, this Red Bull, and uh, two of those corn dogs. I imagine the people that like fill out their own, own lottery tickets because like if you do like a Mega Millions pick six or you know Powerball, if, every time I've, I've done those personally, I, I just get computer generated random numbers, right? But some people like pick the numbers themselves, thinking they can choose their lucky numbers. Like if you do that, that's an IQ test. You're, you're a moron. Don't do that. <laughs> lucky numbers. All right. All right. I was bring well, up something uh, else, but it completely slipped my mind. Uh oh. Uh, was a well, good one. I, got, I got a number story for you. So we were speculating for the past few weeks on who is going to end up buying Nexon. And mm -hmm. we have a new entry into the arena this week. And that is Netmarble. Netmarble wants to buy or th is trying to buy up Nexon. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm surprised it escaped our uh, shortlist. But it, it makes sense, right? It's a Korean company. Yeah, they have a lot of money too. Netmarble's huge. And they're actually 17.66% they're actually owned by Tencent already. So maybe mm -hmm. this is a way for Tencent to buy it without uh, provoking, uh, you know, nationalist ire. Because the Korean government said they were wary to lose their tech companies to foreign companies. So this might be a good way around that. 
That makes sense. I think we're we're we hear some news about who's ending up who's ending up buying uh, Nexon real soon, and and you know, Jagex as well. And we talked about Jagex last week, and I think they're gonna get, they're gonna make a lot of money because um, I forgot how we get a good benchmark for how much money uh CCP sold for with uh, Eve Online with what their revenues were. I think uh, I think if if, if if CCP got bought for like four hundred million, which is what I remember, I think Jagex will sell for a lot more than four hundred million. I think Jagex and Rootscape are if you look at uh, the pop the player base of um. Of Eve Online, the concurrent players is not really that high. It's like thirty thousand, right, at peaks or something. Let me look at the, there's a website for it. Eve Offline Tranquility. Number of players online looks to be the average is like twenty. There's twenty one thousand online. The average is twenty three thousand. If you look at OSRS, the the, the the concurrent player base is a multiple is one hundred eleven thousand right now. The player base on RuneScape is like four times higher than the player base of uh of Eve Online. Obviously Eve Online monetizes better because it's a subscription based game. But I think uh I think RuneScape will, will Jagex will sell for like eight hundred million dollars or maybe even more with how successful it's been over the last few years. We'll see. That's a that's a good uh benchmark mm-hmm. I think. How many bots? Well the thing is Rune, Eve also has a has a big bot problem and a multiple account problem. I know people with like a dozen Eve accounts. Just they just run them all at once. Yeah. All right, totally forgot what I was going to say earlier. It was, it was something spicy, but that's like the worst feeling in the world where you just have this, this thing you want to say and it just escapes you. And for the life of you, you can't, you can't think of it again. Well, I, I got a wholesome uh, crowdsource, crowdfunding story. All right. I, I, like, I like it. I, you know, we talk a lot of shit about crowdfunding. Let's, let's hear the wholesome one. Okay, so this guy started on Kickstarter. Then after he launched, he had a Patreon to support the game. And now, uh, well, first let me show you the game here. So this guy, he says the game is doing well now. Okay, it's making money. So he's going to stop. He's going to close his Patreon because the game is making enough money now. I don't really need Patreon. But not only that, not only is he closing his Patreon, but he said he's going to refund everybody twice whatever their lifetime Patreon contribution was. So let's say you had like a $1 a month uh, Patreon account with him and you gave him like $6, sorry, six, six months. He's going to give you back $12. So this, wow. this his Patreon actually ended up being an investment, probably a good investment. Double your money? That's you know, those are usually scams, right? Double your money online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. That's, that's a wholesome story. We've talked a lot about like a Kickstarter, Patreon, like these bullshit products. But this is a guy who made a lot of money with this project that he feels good enough about it to return all the Patreon money he's gotten and then give them a bit of a profit. That's almost unheard of. So good for that guy. I, I have a lot of respect for that guy as well. Much love for where, where, can we can we see his game? Yeah, I'm showing it right now. Here, I'll link it. Cool. It, 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 I think it's on sale right now, $5. And if it, it kind of plays like those old um, DOS or old you know, PC uh, strategy games, like planning, mm-hmm. like city planning, you know? Yeah, it looks cool. Good for him, though. Good for him. Yeah, it's a wholesome story. We usually we trash Patreons and Kickstarters and crowdfunding here, but there are a few diamonds in the in the pile of poop few diamonds in the pile of poop no while we're talking about wholesome let's talk about another wholesome story altai one more wholesome story for the road this is one uh we didn't mention last week because i forgot it we got very heated we invested in our conversation about gambling but i thought this was really cool there's a let's see if i can find this post over here so apparently um apparently back in 2018 okay in 2018 there was a a, a wave of bans for guild wars 2 oh. right and this one guy got banned in Guild Wars 2, and he insisted he did nothing wrong. Okay, I'm obviously we've all heard this before. I got banned. I swear I did nothing wrong, right? And he uh, he basically went back and forth with the with the devs for a long time, and they would they wouldn't tell him what he did wrong, and he, his account was permanently banned. However, he lived in Europe, and Europe passed something called the GDPR, something we talked about uh, I think a few months ago, but the General Data Protection or something for users. And he invoked his GDPR rights to ask Guild Wars 2 ArenaNet for data pertaining to when he got banned, right? And through a long process of going back and forth for months, he eventually got ArenaNet to comply. He had to give him like his, he had to show like his passport, his ID. He did, he had to go through a lot of hoops. And he, he got the, the logs of when he got banned in the game. And the reason he got banned was because there was a, a MD, what they called, a, a MD5 hash for a program he was running in the background. And the MD5 hash he was running, you could see on that post, it's a, it's a long string of digits over here. And that MD5 hash actually doesn't make any sense because that is the hash you get on any empty, nothing 
character. So I think if you have a notepad document with just nothing in it, it would register with that hash. It's a null hash where there's basically nothing running. It, it's, it's by no means a cheat at all. So he was incorrectly identified and he had proof from their own GDPR logs that they banned him for literally nothing. And then once that got out and he posted this story on Reddit, he got unbanned and they apologized to him. And this never would have happened if it wasn't for GDPR. They would just ban this guy and n not even looked at it again. And because of GDPR, because of that EU law, something good, something wholesome came out of it. That this Guild Wars 2 guy got his account banned. Unbanned. That's a, that's a great... Uh story and it kind of highlights why uh we need laws like this and i know back then we, we argued about our, our position on this law but there are so many cases where you're so small as an individual in these big companies that even if they ban you by mistake and they don't they, care they have every incentive to unban you if you're like a paying customer but you're such a small piece of the pie that the effort it takes to look into your case isn't worth it for them so they'd rather just and, ban they don't want, and they don't want to set a precedent for looking into everyone's cases you know they, they don't want to deal with that bullshit yeah but, but this I, guy was dedicated. He went back and forth for months to try getting his account back. And I, he said even like he had to write lengthy you know, letters to the data protection officers because apparently you can't you cannot communicate directly with ArenaNet when you're going through GDPR. You have to connect with a you know a data protection officer for the, for the EU, and he has to communicate with ArenaNet on your behalf. So it's a very lengthy process you have to go through. But after the end, he finally did it. He got his account unbanned. That's great, and I hope in the you know as this stuff gets more established, it becomes more automated, right? Uh, where the mm -hmm. systems are in place that you can always view your logs, and that way you can you know kind of go through it with somebody. You can go through it, and if they banned you unfairly or did something unfairly, it's really easy to prove. He got a they, he got also a twenty five dollars worth of in game gems. I feel like if wow. you ban somebody for like a year, you should you should give this guy a little more than twenty five dollars worth of gems. You know, <laughs> they, gave, they gave him $25 for like, you know, we're sorry we accidentally banned you for like the stupidest reason ever for uh, for like over a year. But, yo, here's uh, here's, here's 25 bucks. <laughs> come on. that's a, Don't give him anything if you're going to give him 25 bucks. Here's, here's a gift card, you know. $25, <laughs> though? Come on, dude. The John Wick of MMO games. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of that story you shared at dinner, mate. That's a, uh, lunch earlier today. But that's a, that is most definitely a post-game story. Indeed. But before we get there, there's one more. There's one thing I want to talk about, which I thought was hilarious, because um, I was looking at my favorite game company, uh, my favorite game, 300 Heroes, uh, oh, recently. Yes. So we talk, my brother and I have been working on something on 300 Heroes for a bit, but before that, like, so just 300 Heroes is a, is a 7 vs 7 MOBA that rips off characters from, like, every every which way you can. It's basically a League of Legends clone that has characters from Disney, like a Wally. It has Wally from Disney. It has Pokemon. It has like all the popular anime characters from Naruto to Bleach to Steins Gate to all these popular anime characters they stole. Obviously, massive copyright infringement in a box, right? It is actually the most I've never seen a game, a Chinese game, infringe on more copyrights than uh, this 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 Three Hundred Heroes game actually. And the best, and I was looking at the company that made Three Hundred Heroes out of curiosity. Okay, it's a company called Jump World. Okay, so on their official website, if you Google Translate. Their the, the corporate website where they talk about like their 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 corporate culture, what kind of company they are. There is a line over there which I thought was completely hilarious. So the line is um I'm gonna read it out loud to you again. This is the this game copies everything. They have no respect for copyrights. They copy Nintendo, they copy every major anime character, every Nintendo character, Sony character. They have characters from everywhere. Over 90% of their playable characters are just stolen from other games. So they say we insist on innovation, eliminating plagiarism. And becoming the most creative Chinese game company in the world, they insist on innovation and eliminating plagiarism. Insist entire, on it. They insist on it. This entire game is not insisting on plagiarism, eliminating plagiarism. This entire game is literally ripping off copyright from everything else. I, they have the audacity to write on their corporate page that they insist on innovation and come on, like who are they <laughs> fooling? Spoiler alert! This was also plagiarized from another company site. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Baja Resident, hundred percent. So what they did, what they probably did was they went to another corporate website for a different game company, and they just copied and pasted like something similar. So uh, it, they they definitely copied it because they don't mean it, obviously. But the most remarkable thing about this company uh, is that they're actually trying to go public in the United States. They're trying to raise money from American investors, and they're trying to list on the Nasdaq Stock Exchange to to, to see a Chinese company that rips off every copyright trying to raise money from American investors is actually one of the funniest things I've seen 
And it's actually a really interesting story that my brother and I are working on. We're going to be writing, we're writing a report right now together on exposing this because uh, most of the people that follow this, the financial media and people that cover IPOs, they don't know shit about this game. And they don't realize that this, this Throne of Heroes game is a pure copyright knockoff nonsense. So my brother and I work on an interesting report, which will be live probably in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, and then we're gonna we're also gonna forward it to the government, the SEC, and hopefully get these guys uh, in some trouble. Kicked off the American Exchange. So that's a fun story that we've been working on. But it's it's it blew me away that the guys that make three hundred heroes were trying to raise money from American investors. You can't do that. It's like imagine like the some guy in Canal Street which sells fake Louis Vuitton bags is trying to like list on the New York Stock Exchange. No, you can't do that, buddy. That, that ain't legal. And that's essentially what they're trying to do, which I thought was pretty hilarious. It is funny, and I think they are making a mistake by going into the limelight. I think they should just stay in China, make money where no one cares, you know. But by yeah. by exposing themselves to the American system, I think it's going to be a mistake mm-hmm. for them. Uh, is the game fun? Yeah, I think the game is really fun. Actually, toxic. I've played this game for hours. It's uh, it's it's hilarious. It's like it's just uh, basically legal. It's a seven versus seven League of Legends style game, but with like heroes from your favorite animes, video games, and whatnot. It's actually it's actually a fun game because it's not balanced. There's like no sense of balance. Like there are just heroes that are OP as fuck, and heroes that are just unplayably bad. And it's a nice mix, you know. Sometimes you get an unplayable character, sometimes you play an OP character. You know, you get a little bit of both. It's actually I, I had a lot of fun playing it. Is this the MOBA where you can revive with real cash? No, that's that's, that's no. a different one. <laughs> that, that's a different like Chinese MOBA. That also looks like League. So I I can see why you got them confused. Mm-hmm. This is the one where you can play as Yugi Moto, Wally from the Disney movie. Even um, the character I'm playing is from a popular anime, but forgot the name. And you can see other characters. There's a I see a character from uh from Full Metal Alchemist in the background over there. I see a character from looks like Fate. It's a, it's a fun game though. I, I I recommend playing it. It's quite the meme. Yeah, you yeah, can you, fight Goku. You, Goku. Goku's in there. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the most bizarre thing is why they decided to go with seven v seven. I mean, they copied why literally not? everything else. Why not copy five v five? Like, listen, I, they're, all, they're all about insisting on innovation. All right, their innovation is seven v seven. Goku is in there, Toxic but you can play Goku. Yep. Actually, uh, let, me, let me let me let me link you the link in case you're curious and all the heroes you can play. Just because uh, take a look. I'm, I'm dropping the link in the Twitch chat. You can play all those characters. You can play Kana. All right, Dolly Dragon Girl. There's a lot, a lot of, of characters. The, a lot of these here. I don't know because I, I guess they're from like Chinese or Japanese. There's stuff. a few of them from just some Chinese like folklore, I think, but like a lot of them are from anime and video games. Yeah, a lot of One Piece characters have made the cut. A lot of two characters are in there too. There's Aqua from uh, Konosuba. You know her. There's a lot of characters I do recognize. I, I recognize, I'm going to say 70% of these. Sephiroth. Nice. I know that. Oh, I, I like Axe. They, they use like the old Warcraft 3 uh, yeah. avatar for there's, him. There's Anti Mage too. Portrait. They could even, yeah, it's not Illin, it's Anti Mage. Death Knight, Anti Mage. Instead of Priestess of the Moon, they call it Princess of the Moon. It's for a Dota 2. They literally just, I guess maybe they mistranslated it to Princess of the Moon. But the same abilities. In fact, the icons of the abilities are identical. Like, I linked it in, in Twitch chat. Like, look at those abilities. Instead of Starfall, it's like Star Storm, Sacred Arrow. Those are like the exact, like, Warcraft 3 abilities. At least look at they, Moonlight again. Yeah, at same. least they kind of cheapified. The, the portrait for her. If you look at like Wally or Anti Mage, they literally just cropped this from the official website. Yeah, I know, like, I know. They didn't even bother changing it. No, because no, what they did, they didn't make they just stole fan art probably. Because I've seen like uh, fan art for these characters used in games instead of official art sometimes. But usually they just cropped the official art and they used that instead. Nice. There, there's Magician Girl. Maybe she's supposed to be Dark Magician Girl. I don't know, but she's just she's just Magician Girl. Yeah, it just she has she has a skin called uh, Black Magician Girl. They have Food Ninja. Is this from the mobile game? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> this game is dope, though, right? This game, is, this game is fun. If you want to play a meme Chinese game, I strongly recommend 300 Heroes, all right? Game is A+, boys. Yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting characters here. You got anything else? I do want to talk about that fun story you shared on the, the post game. I got a few quick updates. So, yeah, Shinema actually shut down. Uh, I think last week or two weeks ago, we talked about how they went all, put all the videos as private. Um, but now they did go ahead and just shut the whole thing down. So no more machinima. All the videos are gone. Rip Rest in pepperoni. If you used to watch that stuff. Um, and we had a new... Eh, that's about it. There's, there's no big stories besides that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week then. We have a fun uh, little discussion in the post game. 
Okay. Not too much happened this week, but we'll see you guys uh, next week and to the post game. To the post game. To the post game. <laughs>